0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hi, this is Sherry Richards. And this is Karen kellan And welcome to Inspired Good Fat Life, where we explore what it takes to live a modern, healthy life and so much more. Hey. Hi. Hey, hey Sherry.
0: Hey, how, how are you?
1: you? Good. Good. How are you? Happy Monday! Yeah. It's a gorgeous day, and sure is. Um, it just—you know—it's another—it's another day in the life of um, the world we live in, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So yeah. you know, today—today is—we're um, uh, going to talk about improv, uh, which is so timely. Um, but let's do—you know—let's just cycle back. Do you have anything you want to share from last week that's come up? Um.
0: Gosh. I- there's just been so many wonderful things. I feel like um, we've been uh, sort of touching people in a different way than we uh, thought. And um, people have come up to me and go, you know, I really um, haven't thought about listening to my God. Um, and that was a really good way to think about it. So um, I've just gotten a lot of nice feedback um, from people that surprised me of different ages. How about you? Have you yeah, heard same, anything?
1: Yeah, same, same kind of thing. Um, and I had, i one uh, woman reached out to me last week and just said, you know, I never really thought about, you know, when we were talking about weight and uh, what people's weight were, right. Right. It's like, we, we will limit ourselves um, on what we do because we think we, you know, don't look good in X, Y, Z, or, you know, we talked about bathing suits, but she said, you know, I never really thought about that until, and I started thinking about all the people in my life that I love. And I really like being around. And she said, I never, I never even dawns on me how much they weigh, yeah, you know, or what their weight is. I mean, yeah. it, it all comes back to how I feel when I'm in their space.
0: Right, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: it, and so, and I was just really thinking about that again, too, myself, just how how true that is. I think how it's I
0: think, yeah, yeah, it know, comes from your spirit, right? But your spirit is beautiful. Everyone's spirit's beautiful, and what you how you make people feel around you. That's so important.
1: Right. And how they make you feel. And so, so anyways, it was just yeah. another n- nice yeah. reminder. And yeah. um, it's, and we just do, we just need to be reminded of that stuff. And I lost another pound. <laughs> so.
0: Congratulations. Not that I cared or knew anything about your weight. However, <laughs> you know, speaking of feels that reminds me of, or um, uh, one of our guests, uh, Linda, um, Dobelle, Michelle, she had her husband watched our, uh, podcast about love. And he had said that he never, um, knew there were so many kind of love loves in the world. And that it made him realize how much love his wife puts out in the world. So that was really nice to hear that, that he that, could see yeah. how much she appreciated her and how much love she spreads around and, um, how much love there is and the different kind of love. So,
1: yeah, no, that's great. And she's, yeah, she, she really makes the world a better place. She sure does. So the, so let's see how, so t- today we're going to talk about change, right? Exactly.
0: Um,
1: because the world is changing at a enormous, it's like minutely, uh, it's changing between um, the COVID and social justice and the elections and face masks and, you know, just on yeah. and on. Um, and, you know, kids going to school or not going to school at summer and all that goes with it. Um, And one of the things that, you know, research keeps showing me is that we humans don't want to change. We don't want to change. But at the same time, we're always talking about, um, you know, because we're scared of the unknown, but yet we're always saying we want more money, we want a different car, we want a different job, we want more relationships, whatever. So, so it's kind of like putting your brake, your foot on the brake and the gas at the same time. We we hate change, but yet we want all these things to change. So um, today we are talking about improv, mm-hmm. and so as a tool, right?
0: So exact, yeah, you
1: and I have you and I have talked a lot about that, and we're really excited about a um, guest that we've got. Um, we have a very special guest to a, with us today, and we'll introduce her in a few minutes. So, But Karen, you know, just what are you finding about how's improv kind of showing up for you?
0: Well, I've sort of always improv my life, and it kind of makes people nuts, you know. Um, <laughs> I always just, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm sort of detailed, but sort of not. And people have accused me of kind of being like Forrest Gump. I just sort of fall into things, you know. So yeah. um, I've sort of lived my life that way. Um, it's not always the best way to live it, but... I could equate like now, um, I just sort of wake up every day and go, okay, what ingredients do I have today? And can I bake a cake with it? And if I don't, I seek out the things, you know, it might be, um, can I be social today? Can can I take my kids out today? What, what can we do today to make it a better day in the situation we woke up to? So it, it's just different every day. Um, and I sort of live my life that way anyway. So it's kind of been refreshing because people are kind of like, Oh, Karen, this is completely in your wheelhouse. I get how freeing this can be. (laughs) Yeah, Like, welcome to my world. So it's kind of been refreshing to see people, um, especially people that are very detailed oriented and want to know the future, have a lot of anxiety. It's been refreshing to just see them go, you know what? I can't control anything. So I'm just going to let it flow and just kind of like take from um, just the moment. Right. And that's the most important thing to live in the moment. How about you? How does it show up in your life? What have you been the most?
1: So I'm um, I I can be like you, like kind of take life as it comes. But I think for me, it's that it's been that reminder because literally, it, it changes the world changes by the minute. In some things, you know, just I think with- you're
0: being generous. I think it's more like the second right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but what I find that I've been doing, I just I've done this for years, but it's it's really to your point been a real blessing now is I just, when something changes, um, and you know, you can feel it physically, your body goes, Oh, it's a change. It's not what I expected. I just say yes. And like a little silent prayer, like this or something better. Right. And, And I found that it's just given me that pause to go, you know, this or something better. Yes. And this or something better. And then I can move into that. Um, without being so anxious.
0: Yeah. And you know, what helps me too is um, every day I say, well, what are the things I know for sure? Right. And the things, you know, for sure is, you know, love and kindness and the things that are concrete in your life, the common thread that will always be there. So I try to focus on what I can control and what I can know. So yes, the world is changing and I have to reinvent myself every minute, every second, every day. Um, and my family's life, but also there's so many things that will always remain the same. Right. No,
1: that's a great way to great, great segue into. Um, uh, did you you had a poem I think that you wanted to read? Do you want to? Yeah, read I that? have. And then sure. And then, we'll, and then we'll introduce Valerie and and see what she has to share with us.
0: Okay. Okay. This is just a a little improv poem. So okay, do it. I have I have thought for most of my life. I love it. But in dreamy smoke of passion and imagination, it becomes, I picture me being someone important. Have all the money in the world, wait, not moral enough. So then I envision a deeper meaning of what I want to be. I want to be creating art I love, art I am proud of, art that will restore my spiritual faith in the world. Fake. It all becomes fake until my hands feel the process. A new way to see this. Be real. Think. Do. Maybe don't think. I will trust myself to respond accordingly, accordingly, without the hindrance of my younger brother. But maybe his guidance. Mind. Mind is not me to to free me. I must free my mind. Hold on a second. Sorry, <laughs> I got to find another part to it. Um, I will trust myself to respond accordingly to free my mind. I must not take every decision from it. Trust me. Be me. Just do it. The mind.
1: The mind. The mind. Well, that's great. Thanks, Karen. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, and it's a reminder too to find those things that inspire us. Right.
0: Exactly. Those, those,
1: they're they're everywhere. Um, they are everywhere. Music, jam. Um, um, yeah. We just need to take those um, moments. So that said, um, I would like to introduce our guest.
0: We're so um, lucky to have her. I feel so honored. I, I'm excited. I,
1: I know she is a dynamo. Um, so it, it's Valerie Renee Shepard is her name, Hi, and, <laughs> and she's a self self mastery expert, multi award winning best selling author, and, and profit acceleration specialist for small business. She's a certified master trainer who helps young people and adults, executives, and entrepreneurs overcome limiting beliefs, manage stress and complexity, chart a course, and deliver high performance results.
0: Wow, that's That's a mouthful. mouthful. Good for
1: her. (laughs) Good for you. That's just a a small, tiny part of her bio. Um, But I would just like to welcome um, Valerie. She's also uh, award-winning improv uh, I don't know what you say. Artist? I'm not sure. Uh, Valerie? Artist. <laughs> Let's ask her. Artist.
2: Yes. Good morning. <laughs> Good yes. morning, Valerie.
1: Hey. So so what I love so much about reading this, um, your very impressive uh, resume and bio, Valerie, is that, and you do a lot of work with leadership and um, boards, and but the, all of the pieces and parts, they complement each other, right? So. They do. You can't be a good leader if you're not, if you don't have self-mastery. Um, exactly. And, and all of those things. So, but what we're going to talk about um, today and pick your brain a little bit is around improv.
2: Yay. So tell improv us about company. That. One of my favorite yeah. things.
1: So what, um, you know, what, how can improv help? You know, Karen and I were kind of talking and just saying that uh, that ability to just be, you know, I I use yes and is my kind of mantra, you know, how can, what can we take away from that that can help help our listeners um, navigate the world that we live in today?
2: Okay, that's a lovely question. And so the world we live in today has got a lot going on. Just like every day for the most part. I mean, today we've got some real newsworthy events, but for most people, life is filled with the kind of twists and turns or what I call curveballs that sort of stretch our ability to kind of stay in the flow. What you're talking about is staying in the flow. And that flow is so critical to this game called improv. And, um, there are many rules that trained improvise, improvisers use, but I think I'll go over just a couple of them today that are really important when it comes specifically to being a leader of your own life. Um, but you can use improv comedy principles and team management and business strategy and everyday leadership. So you said it, Sherry, the number one, like the number one guiding principle in improv comedy is releasing resistance, like, and the resistance can come up when your scene partner throws you an idea and you go into your head and start figuring like, I, I don't know what to come up with, with that idea. So you're you're kind of out of flow and you're in resistance. And the number one principle for improv for releasing resistance is the yes. And like that is foundational. It's taught in every improv class I've ever had and it's foundational in the performance. And what it means for life is really, it's beautiful. It's not always easy to do. I haven't always been able to do right. yes and in my <laughs> life, right? And in life, there may not be a scene partner. It just may be life. You know, for me, when my stroke happened, it wasn't me saying yes and to the other scene partners. The scene partner was what was going on with my physical body my brain hemorrhage, the stroke, what was that doing to my life? So the, the whole idea of yes and is no matter what happens, we say yes and. And so it's the and is like, and so now what? I often tell my students and my clients, so what, now what? So I know that I've just had this situation. Now what's supposed to be my next step? And the whole idea of releasing resistance to what is, is that it makes you better capable of actually engaging with, dealing with, and seeing the possibilities that are right there in this moment with what is happening in this moment. One of the number one things that I ask people to do with the whole yes and um, for releasing resistance is to breathe. Can they get into a moment of just breathing like, okay. And taking stock of what's going on. So coming into the present moment. So touch something around you, look at your five senses, engage your five senses. What do you smell? What do you hear? Those things are happening in this moment. So that can bring you riveting back to this moment instead of being in your head, conjuring up all the negative things that might happen as a result of this moment. And when you're really currently in this moment, then you are in the best place for creating possibilities from this moment. Yes, wow. and
1: wow, I love, I love that. that. I, I have never heard and uh, thought about. I mean, I'm not trained on improv, so I I um, just come with my yes and. But I love that idea of stopping and and breathing and centering ourselves just the idea of touching something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Karen, Karen, what's, what do you think
0: about that? I think it's wonderful. And I think it's a great way for anxiety as well. I, I'm, you know, I've heard like, you know, look at what colors the carpet, what color are the drapes, like to really get yourself centered. But I was wondering Valerie, if you could speak to like, um, in a comedy sense, if you're on stage, what is the yes. And, um, what is the resistance there? Like someone says, okay, I'm obviously, you know, not, um, a bus driver in my real life. So when you're on stage and someone says, okay, they go into a bus driver kind of theme. Is it, so you just say to yourself, yes, I, I, this is who I am. And this is what a bus driver, could you just maybe talk us through a little bit of how it works on stage with comedy? What is the, what is the resistance because you can't get out of your head because you're too into yourself or what, what what do you think that gap is?
2: It could have just been, I had an idea. The scene starts, We get a a suggestion from the audience, right? It's it's organic. It's not scripted, right? Right. Uh, Improv comedy is not like stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy is scripted, rehearsed. Jokes are tested and proven. Improv is happening in the moment. We get a suggestion from the audience. The host says, go, and we start performing a scene. So what was my situation was I would sometimes want to go in this direction, and my scene partner was taking the scene in that direction. I see. So the resistance is whose idea is better.
0: Oh, right? And wait,
2: if I'm really, really attached to my idea, he's going, he or she's going bus driver, and I'm going to mom with a daughter on vacation, like if I don't let that go because that person started the scene and go with it, go into the flow of where that scene's going and see what magic can happen, then there's just this tension and nothing can happen. Possibilities are stopped. And neither one of us are getting to fulfillment. And so that's what how wow. it plays out in life, too. Uh, we yeah. Resist. Such a, yeah. We resist what's coming up instead of, like, well, being agile and curious and heart-centered. Like, wow, what more is possible in this moment that my head is telling me no possibilities exist?
0: What a lovely wow.
2: craft. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. I mean, but how relevant to just life like you said to life
2: in general it, it's yeah. so important and when i get when i get really you know i teach this stuff i've written a book on it and i still get to situations and especially with what's coming up right now there's a lot of stuff having to do with race as a black woman that are, are is coming up right now and i'm feeling internal um as uh, one of our friends would say perturbation <laughs> like there's stuff going and I have to do a quick, so what now what, so what, okay, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Now, what do I want to do about it? Like that's an acceptance of what is, and then charting the course for what comes next.
1: So what now, what so is, so what, um, is that another phrase that you say, um, is that an improv phase or is that a Valerie's phrase?
2: That's a Valerie phrase. I didn't get that from improv. <laughs> That's a, and I I'm not the only teacher who uses it. It, it. I don't think I invented it. I think someone right. else um did, but I learn I use it a lot and I teach my clients and students because a lot of times we can get caught up in the thing, the thing that just happened, right? I ran out of gas and 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 instead of like just dealing with the running out of gas, we're in our heads really frustrated with ourselves, because how did we not see the gas tank? And maybe there's someone over here going, gosh, I can't believe it. It's too late at night for us to be out on the road by ourselves. And we're caught in this loop of this shouldn't be happening. And I can't stand this. And I don't want this. And that's not moving us forward. It's not changing the situation at all. And so to be able to go, so what? I ran out of gas. Now what? what are my options for this moment to get beyond just sitting in the circumstance?
0: Right. I was going to ask you that. Oh, go ahead, Sherry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, Valerie, um, how many steps do you suggest? And this may be just an anxious, uh, question. How many steps do you suggest that you think ahead in improv or it's really just moment by moment?
2: It's improv is the quintessential in the moment. Um, Thinking ahead is really dangerous because what it creates in improv is a potential attachment to the idea that I thought ahead. And if the scene doesn't work going that way, me forcing that idea into the scene usually makes the scene flop. The audience isn't there to see a flop scene. They're there to see master crafters give their all with a fluid situation. And I truly believe that's what our lives are about. We've been conditioned to believe our lives are about um, the trappings of success and quote unquote, finding happiness. And then we come to situations (laughs) with that conditioning playing forward. So the minute something happens, we label it good, bad, or ugly, Mm -hmm. which doesn't serve us. And then the way we labeled it is going to ping off of something inside us that can can hold us back from actually picking a really ripe, juicy opportunity in the moment.
0: I, I agree. I try really hard um, and it's very challenging not to attach stories to things, right? Not to keep attaching stories to my emotions. Is that okay? I'm on the right you track. <laughs> are
2: on the right track. Like okay. it's, it's, it's a part of human nature, right? The story is the way we try to put some meaning into a situation, good and bad situations. Um, so, putting meaning on it is how I try to work with it, deal with it, and ultimately, you know, overcome. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And here's the yes and yes <laughs> and some of the stories and the meanings that we apply to things in this current moment are from in the way back machine. So a minute ago, I was talking to you about the dynamics with me and all that's going on in the world today. So some of the things that I'm feeling and that I'm associating and the meanings that I'm putting onto dynamics that I see right now are from my past, my past wounds, my past traumas, my past times when I thought I was inadequate or somebody else told me I was inadequate, what meanings I put onto those things. And then they show up in the current moment. So that that's one of the next. Wow, that's actually yeah. one of my next tips. Is how do we forgive and release the past so that it's not over and over and over and over driving, dictating, um, coming up in the way I respond to the present situation, and it's all over. I mean, you can look all over and see dynamics that are showing us that there is stuff coming up from the past that isn't present in the current situation. Like, have you ever had a knee-jerk reaction? Something happened and I respond. And then I'm like, oh, that response didn't really match what's going on right now. We see that, you know, what is the conversation about police brutality? That this response doesn't match the dynamic of the situation. Where is that response coming from? So my hypothesis is that it's coming from some past remnant of conditioning and it's being injected like a knee-jerk reaction into the situation. And so yes, anding is really critical. And next point on that is like, clean up the emotional junk in your trunk so that you are dealing with the present from a present version of you.
1: Uh, And so, so you're, you're, tip for that was so what now what is that is that a way to kind of cycle back and and just help us be mindful that maybe what i'm feeling is it's a history it's an old story
2: yes yeah, right? so what now what is definitely rooted in the tip of be present in the moment of now that's happening and so what now what is a tool along with using your five senses and breathing and smelling and touching things that helps you stay in like totally oriented in the now in the now.
1: Yeah. And I like that, but I like that, that, that having that um, idea in the back is like, okay, is what it, it, the, this junk that's coming up is a past story and I'm choosing to be right here right now. Right. So and it's if, an awareness, it's, if you will.
2: Exactly. And it's yeah. also a commitment. So if I notice that this story from the past is being interjected into that situation and this situation and that situation and that situation. I have a responsibility to myself for my own fulfillment and happiness, but also to those I serve and those with whom I work to clean up that stuff. So I talk about cleaning up the emotional junk in your trunk, and that can make dealing with life's chaos and curveballs a lot more simple because I'm not coming from something that is a trauma from the past that's kind of running my responses and running my feelings. And when I'm rooted in the past, someone could say, you know, I really don't like it when you talk like that. And rushing up could be all this stuff from the past. And then I react with anger. I feel belittled. I say people don't respect me. When I've healed some of that stuff, when someone says, I really don't like when you do that, I can say, Oh, I'm so sorry. What did I do that is not working for you? Let's, let's dig into that. I certainly, that's not what I'm intending. And I can come from a place of wholeness and love.
0: That's beautiful. I try, I find it interesting too. um, When people, you meet somebody and they start talking about themselves, where they start their story. And I always want to say to them, why are you beginning your story there? Why, Why does it start there? And is that your story today? Is that sort and and um, what about like assumptions? I'm curious about that. That must be hard um, to clear that out of your head too, because we have assumptions about other people, right? Um,
2: yes, our assumptions can be rooted in the same past that is dictating the way we react to situations. And so dealing with assumptions is the same steps. Like, where did this come from? I find that with a lot of my clients, and with myself, I mean, I'm living conditioning that I was given. And I don't I don't blame and shame the people that people like where I picked up this stuff. The whole idea now is like, is this stuff, whatever that is, serving me? So assumptions that I make about other people often don't serve me. And when they don't, I have to do the same process of where did this come from? Why am I using it? If it's not serving me, how do I jettison it? and move on to a higher vibration. I mean, all of this is, it's funny in the title of my book, um, the subtitle is it's living happy to be me. And the subtitle is dancing your soul light style. And so what we're talking about here on the macro level is how do you dance with these situations that come up and not get stuck in them? Like you're, when you're stuck, you're not dancing. You're just standing in place, being held in a vibration that is not high enough to bring to you what you want. It's actually attracting what you don't want. So the dance allows us to shake off, you know, you see animals when they get, go through a fight or flight response, when the danger passes, you see them kind of shake off, like shake Mm -hmm. off that energy. And I, I believe, I don't know this for a fact, but I grew up playing sports. And whenever we would make a mistake on the pitch, when I was playing soccer, um, team members would say, shake it off, shake it off, let's go. And it was a way of saying, let's get out of that moment. The the game's still going and we could still score a goal. There's still potential in this now moment to deliver ourselves to the victory that we're looking for, but we have to do it, right? We, We have to do it. And so letting go of assumptions is the way that we say to ourselves, what would serve me most in this moment to stay present? And can I give myself a clean slate so that I'm um, approaching the moment and the people and the circumstances kind of in curiosity and openness and grace, and what's possible? <clears throat> so you're letting exactly. what's possible.
1: and that yeah. So I did. I actually read uh, some studies around that, Valerie. They have found there are some studies that show that that physical shaking actually resets your chemically um which is uh it's fascinating right yes it's it's just fascinating when we know these things it's like oh my gosh because we are you know chemical chemical factories
0: yes
1: well um is there so and I know you had a few things that you wanted to to bring did you have anything else that you wanted to um share
2: Yes. Thank you, Sherry. I have one last tip from this improv comedy and, and living a, a powerful life. So one of the big, like I would say it's in the top five rules of improv is to take risks and be willing to fail big. And so in circumstances in our lives, when there's a lot of change happening, we sometimes retreat to what we already know. It feels like a safe space when in actuality, that's a perfect time to look at what might've been risky that maybe today's circumstance lower the risk. And so potentially the current situation is calling to you to step out of your comfort zone and do something radically different. So challenge yourself into seeing yourself differently, into seeing the situation differently, into reframing what is your mission and your vision and your purpose, and to see how you can embrace life with a new level of, I think I'll try that and let's see what happens. Karen, we can relate to that,
1: can't <laughs> we? For
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> My but, whole life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and just the fact that we're having this podcast was a big um, a big step out for us and. Brava. And here we are. We're getting to have this. <laughs> Bravo.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank
1: you. We're getting to Keep have going. This- <laughs> amazing conversation with you, Valerie. It's like such thank a you. gift to us. Right, Karen?
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Lovely. I just love the. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I just um the whole just the whole philosophy of it and your spirit. Thank you so much for sharing all that. It just um means, it so means va- a lot.
1: Valerie, so there is, um, you know, we tend to we typically like to, to close with, you know, some, some bit of inspiration for our listeners to, to help that, just remind them that they get to go create a phenomenal day. So is there something um, that you would like to share along those lines?
2: One of my favorite quotes that I've had in my email signature for a couple decades now is by a, a Roman dramatist from like the first century. Um, and it's his name is Seneca, and it says, uh, as long as you live, keep learning how to live. And the whole point of that is that life is improv. And so the, way, the the best way to move forward at any given moment is to release the past, step into your acceptance and your curiosity and your higher vibration, your gratitude, and see what this moment is calling you forth into. And go and see what's there for you.
1: <laughs> thank you. Oh, my God. I'm speechless. <laughs> um, just speechless. So on that, um, uh, Karen, do you have anything else you want to add?
0: That was lovely. I don't know what I could. I'm speechless. Thank you, Valerie. Yeah, yeah. Thank
1: you. <laughs> so thank you so much, Valerie. Um, Renee Shepard, for being here with us today, it is such a gift, um, and uh, that you would share your words of wisdom with our with us, Karen and I. I mean, yeah. so much, and with um, our listeners. So, so thank you, and safe journeys.
2: Many blessings. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. I'm so honored. Thank you.
0: This is then Karen Kelmaston and Sherry Richards. Thank you for joining us on our collective today and inspired good fat life. Please join us on Facebook at inspired good fat life. Be well. Until next
1: time.